When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everybody? Welcome into this Thursday episode of Flippin' Bats. We got a lot to talk about. The world of baseball is crazy right now. Ronald Acuna Jr. has started a club of his own making history last night. Astros Mariners was a wild series. We're going to talk hottest team in baseball heading into the playoffs. The Cubs series against the Braves and one of the most costly errors in Cubs history. We're going to have fan questions and we're also going to explain every single clinching situation that could possibly happen tonight. we got a lot to talk about. Let's get to it. the track at the wall it's gone home run turns on a ball deep right field and gone what a game what a moment happy thursday my friends as always i am joined by alex curry and alex we got what three four days four days four left days. of the season but like what a night for baseball last night yeah. like we are we are seeing some of the most exciting series where every game counts and will determine if a team's going to make it into the postseason. Like this is everything and more as a baseball fan that you would hope for at this point in the season, the last four games, we, we literally saw it all last night, including history, Ben, we got history. We got drama around the league. There was a lot happening last night, but definitely some history from Ronald Acuna jr. 40, 70, 40 home runs, 70 stolen bases. Uh, only the fifth player in, in history to even go 40, 40. Yeah. And he makes his own club 40, 70, absolutely a, a remarkable season. And one thing I, I do want to say is just do not be that person diminishing this at all because of the stolen base rules. This is one of the best. This is one of the best offensive seasons that we have ever seen. Uh, 70 stolen bases is, is no small feat. If it was so easy, why ain't, why ain't anybody else doing it? Add on top of that, the power numbers, 40 plus homers on the season. It was just a really, really, I don't know. I, I was watching that game. He had two stolen bases in the game. So he started on 68. Mm-hmm. He got stolen base 69. And then when he got on at the end of the game, you just felt like you just knew it was going to happen. Yeah. And the pitch that he did it on was actually like a semi, it wasn't technically a pitch out because people don't pitch out anymore, but it was a pitch that was easy to throw a runner out on, still stole the base, got number 70. Uh, congratulations to Ronald Acuna Jr. This is one of the most impressive feats in the history of baseball, and this should be uh, celebrated as such. And uh, I believe this is just the the cherry on top of an MVP season. Oh, definitely. And and I love to see the excitement from Ronald too in that moment because yes, as fans, new rules are happening, which means new records are going to be happening. And as you mentioned, you cannot diminish this moment. But I have to ask you, because if you were listening to the Cubs broadcast, they were <laughs> almost getting annoyed with Ronald in that moment for going down and trying to pick up the base after he stole that 70th stolen base and made history. And it was just, 
it felt unaware and like sore losers, like just enjoy the moment. You're literally witnessing history for the first time in the history of the game. Alex, if you remember a couple of weeks back, we yeah. did a whole thing on the broadcasters, the people in the booth yeah. and realizing moments, needing to celebrate those. And the Cubs broadcasters, they didn't, they didn't do that. They, no. He stole the base. Um, there was absolutely no, like, look, if I'm in that booth, yes. obviously it's the biggest game of the year for the Cubs, right? You want your team to win, but I'm also able to acknowledge that that's one of the coolest things that's ever happened on a baseball field. And it yep. just happened right in front of me. And yep. I'm going to say my congratulations and talk about how cool that is. Now, Ronald, the, the stolen base happened. He actually pointed to like, make sure it was okay for him yeah, to pick yeah, up the permission. base. Yeah. yeah. And he literally was like, can I take this? He yeah. got a yes from somebody, picked up the base, took a second and then held it up. The iconic photo. Dude, iconic. Hey, Cubs broadcasters. You ever heard of uh, Ricky Henderson? The iconic photo of him holding the base up in the air. 70 stolen yeah. bases, a 40, 70 season. He had every right to do that. Uh, it's going to be a photo that lives on forever. Oh, yeah. And I just felt like for, for those that didn't hear it, the Cubs broadcasters were the game stopped for two minutes. Yeah, maybe. And again, it was a huge moment in the ball game, but it stopped for everybody. And he didn't parade around the field. It just the crowd went crazy. It, he held the base up. It took a few seconds to get the, another base over there. And the Cubs broadcasters were basically like, really, really? Are we doing we're stopping the game for this? Yes. Yeah. I don't yes, know if you saw are. like when LeBron broke the all-time scoring record, they stopped the entire game for that moment. There was confetti. There was everything. It's like when, when records like this across any sport get broken, broadcasters are supposed to acknowledge the moment. We are all acknowledging the moment. The players acknowledge the moment like fans do. Like it was it was special. It, it was cool. It was. I just, I just felt like, um, I think the Cubs are just, they're pissed because they had a really bad series. They blew a, it. Yeah. They blew They've blown yeah. both games of that series so far. And I look, I do also, if I'm playing devil's advocate, I see that they, this is the biggest game of the year for them. They have a pitcher out on the mound and he's in a rhythm. Uh, well, not a good enough rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, they don't want to stop the game for two minutes in that moment. Stop. You know, if it's any other game, fine. But I, I, I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Like this is going to live on forever. Yeah. That photo lives on forever. It's something that has never been done in the history of the game. And if the pitcher's not coming out saying I couldn't, uh, one minute was too much. No, mm -mm. come on. Appreciate the moment. Help build the game together. If yeah. you're in that Cubs booth, I, and I actually think the Cubs booth does does a good job. I like listening to them. I just felt like they missed the moment last night, and yeah. I, I I think they I think they were rightfully so frustrated at how the the mm -hmm. prior 18 innings had gone. Yep. And uh, we'll dive I, into that yeah. in a little bit. But yeah. congratulations. congratulations to Ronald Acuna Jr. for just an absolutely insane year and creating history yep. and taking advantage of that moment because that was an insane, beautiful moment. The photo holding the base yeah. that will live forever. Creating his own history, his and own category. I know. Nobody's it's, in it. It's, it's so him. beautiful. Yeah. But another crazy series in game last night is the Astros and the Mariners and your brother got this started. Justin Verlander on the mound had a great game one against the Mariners and then Mariners took game two and last night, whew, it was getting heated. It was, it's the biggest series of the season uh, yeah. for both teams, obviously with what it came down to and uh, where, where the standings matched up. And 
you know, game one, Justin's on the mound after the Astros had been terrible for two weeks and not taking advantage of any of their easier opponents to to play, lose all of those series. And next thing you know, it's like, well, we thought we were going to win the division. Yeah, they were now, coasting. Are we even going to get into the playoffs? And this series is going to go a long way. If they lost the series to the Mariners, uh, they would be on, they would, it on would be a long shot in. to make the playoffs. And yeah. if the Mariners lost the series, it would be a, a long shot for them as well. And it all started with game one, Justin on the mound and one of his best starts of the year, I would say like top two, it might, like he had a, he a, understood the assignment, understood the assignment. Yeah. Uh, he went pitched into the ninth inning, but, uh, gave up a leadoff hit in the ninth. And that was one of three hits. He gave up eight innings pitched Whew. that run did come around to score eight innings, three hits, one run, eight strikeouts, an absolutely dominant game. One of the best games he has pitched all season long when the team needed it the most. And uh, yeah, put put the team literally on his back. Mm-hmm. And I, I liked what happened there in that game because one, because Justin threw well. Yep. <laughs> but two, just from looking at this game from an Astros perspective, after that eighth inning, a question comes about of, is he going to go back out for the ninth? Yeah. And I really like that he did because I felt like the team needed something like they needed something to like rally around of, Oh man, our, our guy is mm-hmm. going back out there for yeah. the ninth in the biggest game of the mm-hmm. year. And I, I just like the way that happened. And I think a team is able to rally around those things. There were a couple things in this series that I think the team seemed to rally around the, yep. the last of which is we'll talk about in a second, but Astros end up winning game one, um, which is huge for the series. But then the, the Mariners, as you mentioned, Alex came back yeah. in game two and, and dominated that game. Yep. And then it just all came down to game three, which came last night and Mariners take an early lead. Astros come back. It was a really, really good baseball game back and forth. A lot of energy. It felt like it felt like October. It did. I mean, it was that vibe. The crowd there in Seattle was phenomenal as they always are. Uh, the vibes were great. The game was really good, but the Astros end up having one really big inning. Yeah, they uh, ran they away scored, with it. Yeah, scored four runs in that inning, and the Mariners weren't able to come back from that. So the Astros end up winning that game, winning that series, and now the Mariners have their backs against the wall. But it is not out of – it is certainly not over with for the Mariners. But, Alex, what a series. Yeah. Uh, what a rivalry this is becoming, I would say. Let's dive into that because we are getting not only an insane AL West race, but AL wildcard race to see who gets in in these its last four games. So – we're going to start our uh, making a statement with the Astros and Mariners rivalry is boiling over. Yeah. I mean, if you were, if you were watching that game last night, uh, you understand what we're talking about. I'm going to say, yeah, I think everything at this point in the year, and this is, I, I love it. I, I yeah. love all the emotions coming out, whether, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about a specific situation in a second, but yep. I, I love that everything this season has kind of come to fruition, right? This division has been the Astros for years yeah. and years. And at the beginning of this year, I said, this is going to be the year where the that gap closes a little bit. And uh, you had the Mariners, you had the Rangers getting a lot better. Uh, I thought the Angels would be <laughs> a little bit better this year. Um, so the division, the mm-hmm. gap absolutely closed. And now we're here at the end of the year and you have the biggest series and you have five, six games left and, and, the division wasn't wrapped up for the Astros far from it. And then you you're put into this series against now a division rival with everything on the line, 
Everything. And Everything. all of those emotions. I think we saw it the last time these two teams played with Framber Valdez on the mound. And uh, benches ended up clearing. And Julio goes out and, like, grabs Framber and, like, pulls him away. Yep. And now in this series, just the emotions are really high. You got guys getting hit. And Dusty Baker coming out with comments about the guys getting hit. And the crowd cheering guys getting hit. And then game three, last night, Hector Neris strikes out Julio Rodriguez. And proceeds to do something that I have never seen on a baseball field. Totally unnecessary, by the way. He charges towards Julio. Julio strikes out, puts his head down. He's walking back towards his dugout. And he legit just, like, with all the rage, excitement for striking him out, almost charges him. He like, did. He, 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 he charged get, him. He I mean, didn't he didn't go, get, like, he didn't get he to didn't, him. Like, but get, he didn't, like, get, like, arm length, but it was, he was walking right towards him. Benches clear. It was heated. Something was said, uh, you could tell, because that's what got Julio extremely uh, heated after the fact, and he had to get calmed down a little bit. But, I, <laughs> I mean, tensions are definitely high. I think that situation was very unnecessary, by Hector, but I have a lot of thoughts here. Go. Tensions are clearly high. Um, I've never seen this. No. Ever. I've never seen a pitcher strike out a batter and just go after them. Yeah. <laughs> like, but you just got the job done. The catcher is walking off to their yeah. to, to his dugout. He's not and, even and Hector Neris is going to right at Julio. So he's yeah. walking up to him. And then Julio clearly was just walking back to his dugout. And I think like people started getting loud and he could probably see his teammates. And then he turns around and is like what? what, what are you doing over here? Yeah. And things were clearly said and, and I don't, I don't know what was said. I haven't, um, one, it, I don't think it was in English, but two, I don't know exactly what was said. Um, but Julio didn't like it. No. Um, and Julio decided no, that was to, to turn around and, and go after him. And then at that point, as soon as Julio turned around, Hector Neris then just took off to the dugout yeah. and kind of like ran from the situation. Yeah. Um, Here's what I'd say. I I don't like what Hector Neris did. Um, I do like emotion in baseball, but yes. not this. I, no. I, I don't like, I mean, I guess I, I like drama, but I don't think Hector Neris went about this the right way. I don't no. think that was the right thing to do. Um, I love Julio. I don't, Julio didn't do anything here. He just struck out, put his head down and went back to the dugout. Yeah. Uh, there is a, I, I, I dove in on this a little bit. Okay. There's a little bit of past, but not enough to like Julio hit a, a hit a homer off of him. Okay, pitch a better. year ago, and, and then he did. like he, he struck him out. He thought he um, he thought he like took too long getting around the bases or like showboated too much, and this I, I, not enough to like. It's not like there's nothing. There's not enough there. No. Uh, Julio hit a homer off of you. So what? Julio hits a homer off of a lot of people. And yeah, you've been a really good reliever all year, and now you got him in a big situation and struck him out. I, you know, walk back to your dugout, and if you want, like pump yourself up, pump your team up. Yeah, have that emotion, but just the other way. Like, don't go towards the Mariners dugout and Julio go towards your dugout and have that same excitement. Yeah, I, I don't really, I don't, it just, I, it I don't understand it. Maybe there's more like off the field, but they, they're yeah. by all accounts, every, they're like, they were, they're friends. Like they were, oh. I mean, Julio came out and basically said like, I don't understand what happened. I, you know, like, um, that was really, weird. but they, I think they're repped by the same guy. I don't want to say okay. friends, but like they know, they know each other. Familiar and they, with each other. Yeah. So just a weird situation. Uh, it did pump the Astros up. They went on. That was the beginning oh, yeah. after that. Oh, but yeah. I, I just, uh, the, yeah, the Astros, this was a big series. A lot of emotions. I just felt like Hector Neris um, 
show the emotion, but don't go after the batter. I've never seen that in, yeah. in my life. I mean, it's ever. crazy right now. Like Houston is in that final wild card spot and Seattle's a game and a half out on the outside looking in. Like everything yeah. came down to this game. So we're over the next, uh, we'll do it in tomorrow's show. Yeah. But I'm going to, and, and then at the end of the, today, we can talk about like who can clinch tonight. But yeah, the Astros really put themselves in the driver's seat to get into the they playoffs did. there. Uh, a little bit about this one, since we're talking about Mariners Astros. Uh, if the Astros win two of three, mm-hmm. uh, they're guaranteed to get in against the D-backs. Um, they can't, if the Astros, if the Astros sweep, if the Astros sweep the D-backs and the Mariners win three of four against the Rangers, the Astros will win the division. That's their only route to win the division. Because if the Astros win two of three and then the Mariners sweep, then they're tied at the top of the division and the Mariners hold the tiebreaker. So the Mariners can still win the division. It's just a lot has to. This is so crazy. It's crazy. This AL, like AL West wildcard situation. The wildcard is coming down to the West. Yeah. Basically. Yes. They're all playing like, yeah, this so, is crazy. Yeah. And then if the, if the Astros win only one of the three yeah. and the Mariners win three of four, they will tie. Mariners will have the tiebreaker. Rangers will win the division. Astros are out. Whoa. So Astros win two of three and they are in. That's what they need to do. Mariners just need to, Mariners need to, they need just, to win. Just sweep. Just yeah. you, you got to sweep the Rangers. If you win, you're in, which is like they control their own destiny. Yes. Not the kind you would rather it be a little yes. easier of a path, but yes. you have to win every remaining game at this yes. point. And there is another path, but we'll dive in on that tomorrow. All right. Well, let's move on because uh, <laughs> there's all kinds of wild races going on right now, but this team is in the Phillies are the hottest team heading into the playoffs. The Phillies are the hottest NL team heading into the playoffs, but the hottest team in baseball heading into the playoffs is the Texas Rangers and the Texas Rangers deserve a ton of credit yeah, they do. for what they have done because we, we probably didn't talk about them enough when they were one of the hottest teams in the world. And then it got to the point where it was like, look guys, this team is, this is the real deal. Yeah. And then post like all-star break post trade deadline, it was just straight downhill and then they started being talked about more of up. Oh, the Rangers are rangering. Yeah. I've never heard anybody say that. I just said that, but okay. it seemed like that was the I've consensus. I've heard that with like the Mets are metting the and Mets like are, the Cubs yeah. are cubbing like, but well, yeah. the Cubs, well, we'll talk about that yeah. in a minute, uh, <laughs> but the Rangers deserve a ton of credit for doing what they did this season at the beginning, completely falling out of it, like fell off a cliff Yeah, and then pick themselves back up and have put themselves at the lead of the division. And I would say, and I did say last week, the Rangers are, I think the Rangers are going to win this division. As long as they split with the Seattle Mariners, you win two games there, you win the division, you win one game, you get into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So uh, they've won seven of their last 10. They've gone from outside of the playoffs to into the division lead. Um, Their offense is carrying them. They're getting healthier on offense. Uh, Pitching wise, there's a little bit of concern. Uh, health-wise, Max is like throwing off of a mound now, trying Whoa. to get back. Um, so they're they they deserve a lot of credit. I would say the hottest team right now heading into the playoffs. And if they win the division, they're going to be a two seed. Yeah. So I'm going to say the hottest team heading into the playoffs is the Rangers. The Phillies certainly. The Phillies have just been like a great. Like the Phillies are great. They just got red hot at the right time. The last 
month and a half yeah, of the regular season. They're just really good. Yeah. I think everything just started clicking for a Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, like they're everything just started clicking on all cylinders at the right time. Obviously they weren't going to win the division because the best team in baseball is in their division, but they are, yeah, they're, they're not a team you want to face in the postseason. No. And we're talking about again, is they're going to be the four seed, the mm-hmm. top wild card spot. They're going to play the, the five seed, yeah. which is a, looking more and more like it's going to be the D backs. Shout out snakes. Good call, Ben. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Alex, what we're heading for, if they can beat the Diamondback. Now, remember, the wild card series is a best of three all at the all at the higher seed stadium. Yeah. So if the, the Phillies will play all those games at home, if they win that that series, which I believe they will, we're going to get a Braves Phillies rematch in the NLDS. And on the other side, what we're talking about with the Rangers, yeah. they're most likely going to end up with the two seed. If the Astros are the team that gets into the six, which it looks like yeah. they're going to have to play the twins. They'd probably be favored to win that series. We could get Rangers Astros, which is a series that we were hoping we for, were but it didn't see, look like it would line if up. They were good enough to overtake yeah. this Astros team. That's basically controlled the AL West for the better this part is, of a decade. We could, this, this playoffs yeah. is going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, Phillies and Rangers, I would say are the two hottest teams heading in. The only okay. reason I didn't pick Phillies overall is just cause they've been hot for a really long they time. Have. It's just and been a gradual, gradual increase on their season. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they, they, which makes sense. Bryce Harper started the season injured. He finally got back. Trey yeah. Turner started slow. Andrew he Suarez got back. wasn't in the rotation yeah, at all. So it's just, that makes sense. But okay. Let's stay in the national league because you know, wildcard is getting crazy for our next statement here. The Marlins will hold the last NL wildcard spot. Okay. So <laughs> Marlins are now in that final spot. They are playing the Mets tonight. They play the Mets and then they go on to play the Pirates to end the season for three. So they have Mets, Pirates, Pirates, Pirates. Yeah. The well, Cubs. They're, they're tied. They're currently, yeah, 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 like, yeah. they are currently yeah, yeah. tied. With the Cubs. Yes, full, fully tied. So, yes. yes, good point. They're both, they are tied yes. with the Cubs in that final spot. Yes. For, they're tied in that final playoff spot. So, the Cubs have the Braves again tonight. Oof. And then go on to play the Brewers. So, it is the harder path to get in. <sighs> the Marlins will hold the final wild card spot. I am going to say No. You think, think the Cubs are going to pull it off? I think the Cubs get it. I do. I really do. Uh, we're going to talk more about the the Cubs and and the next couple, but I, I think the Cubs are going to be able to get this done. I think for a plethora of reasons, a okay. cornucopia of reasons, if okay. you will. <laughs> um, Keep it going. The Cubs will be able to take care of the Brewers. Um, just tonight's big. If the Cubs tonight's win tonight, big. they get in the playoffs. If the Cubs win tonight... They get in the playoffs. That's that. That's my prediction. Okay, let's just move on to our next statement so we can dive deeper into the okay. Cubs right now. Seiya Suzuki made the most costly error in Cubs history since Steve Bartman. I feel terrible for Seiya Suzuki. Heartbreaking. I feel Heartbreaking. awful. That was uh, eighth inning, one run ball game, two runners on base for the Braves, two outs, Routine fly ball to right field. Seiya Suzuki calls off the center fielder. Easy play for him. And he just Mm. whiffs. Completely misses it. Two runs score. 
Braves end up winning that ball game and that that win would have just done so much for them to get in the playoffs. Uh, you would have felt like the playoffs were theirs. I I felt awful for him. He's down on the ground. It looked like I, I don't want to speculate like because there's the a light? chance he just he he did. He just missed it. But it looks like he lost it in the lights. He was blinking pretty hard. Saya Suzuki went on to say, I was seeing it pretty well until the very last second. I honestly thought it went into my glove. So it was just that split second where I blurred my vision. Aww. And it look, there is there's no way around this, Alex. The 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 moment the magnitude of the situation, the playoffs on the line. This is the most costly error since the Steve Bartman situation years ago against the Marlins. And if everybody remembers the Steve Bartman play, but what actually happened, it is, is it allowed the Alex Gonzalez play to happen uh, right after that. With fun fact that Miguel Cabrera was hitting for that play mm. uh, when Alex Gonzalez made that error. But that I, that was that was in the playoffs. That's the most costly error. Um, maybe in, in Cubs history, this is, this sucks. I feel awful for him. This is up there though, given it, that, given the moment, given the team they're playing, given everything that's on the line, given that the time in the game, if they win that game, I feel so good about the Cubs getting into the playoffs. They lose that game because of that error. It's heartbreaking. And it is absolutely one of the most costly errors in the history of the Chicago Cubs. And the history of the Cubs goes back a long, long, long way. And this is up there. It's just hard because that was just kind of the final moment of the Cubs breakdown and the error because they allowed the Braves to get back into that game as a team. Yeah. So it's just, it's just really unfortunate that the, that last play it's like, Oh, that's what lost it. It's like, no, the last couple of innings is what really lost the game for the Cubs. Cause they let, they had a great lead and then they let the Braves get back into the game. But I, I think the most heartbreaking part is that loss, like allowed the Brewers to clinch the NL central. Yeah, Brewers clinch and it, it, the Cubs are falling apart. It happened again last night. Yeah. Alex. I mean, it wasn't like as obvious of an error, oh, but, but they had a lead, they, and, they had lost a lead it. and then in the infield, there was a possibly double play ball. Ozuna was running, so he's not very fast, but a slower hit ball, double play ball. Second baseman goes to field it, flip it to shortstop and throws it too high, goes over his head. All all hell broke loose after that. Run score. They end up losing that ball game last night in extra innings. And it just feels like it's all falling apart for the Cubs when yeah. it was all right there. Uh, but the one beneficiary, that's a word, beneficiary sure. was the Milwaukee Brewers who yeah. end up clinching the NL Central. So let's get to that. All right. Our next statement might be a little shocking. Brewers clinching helps the Cubs. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Obviously, the Cubs wanted needed to win. Yeah. But now the Brewers have clinched. And it does help the Cubs. Why? Hear me out. They play each other, the final three games of the season. What's the Cubs' strong suit? Or what's the Brewers' strong suit? Well, it's their pitching. It's their starting pitching, to be exact. Yeah. 
Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta. They have some studs in that rotation. Oh, now the Brewers rest. clinch the division. They are going to have to play in that wild card round because they're not a top two seed. Mm-hmm. And they are going to line up their pitchers to pitch in that series. So now you're going to go into this series with the Brewers, if you're the Cubs, and you are not going to be facing those guys. You're not going to have to face... Corbin Burns in that series because they're going to want him ready for game one of the playoffs. So you're the, the strong suit of the brewers won't be thrown at you as, as hard as it could be. And, and maybe they look, the, the brewers have no other, they're locked into the three seed. It does yeah. not matter what they do for the rest of the season. It doesn't matter if they win, if they lose. So we might see offensive off days. Now we might not, they might. And, and I, I don't think they should, but these games don't mean anything to the Brewers and they mean everything yeah. to the Cubs. So the clenching of the division already wrapping up does benefit the Cubs going into this final series. Um, the errors suck. The Cubs could have done a lot to their playoff hopes. Their playoff hopes have gone way down now. It's probably, a, it's, it's 50-50 at this point. They're mm-hmm. tied with the, with the Marlins in that final spot. But they are going into a final series with a with an opponent that will not be firing on all cylinders, and that does help them. So, Alex, spin zone, spin zone. <laughs> Say a Suzuki error, help the Cubs get into the playoffs. Yeah, Dude, it's a spin zone. It's a spin zone. That far. Do you know what a spin zone is? You got to find the positive and the negative. Yes, obviously it sucks, and I feel terrible for Saya and all everything I said a second ago was all true. Mm-hmm. It sucks, but spin zone. We'll see. We'll see. You could spin this if they win the weekend series. Yeah. If they sweep, but okay. I'm a big spin zone. Yeah, we know we're, we're the, we're positive people. Power positivity. Happy is my vibe. You're a positive guy. You want one side. This is a new spin zone. I just came up with it's in football spin zone. When a defense scores a touchdown, it's a bad thing. Why you ask? Why? Hear me out. What? Because over the course of a football game, you got to keep your defense off the field, keep them, keep oh, their energy up. Now you get them tired. They got to go right back out there and do a whole nother drive again. Spin zone, pick six. <laughs> nah, Good. I think they'll Good. take. We're I think they'll take that the touchdown. I'd take that touchdown. Alex, we need to work on spin zones. Obvi- you nope. <laughs> we'll talk about spin zones. <laughs> Let's get to our final statement here. All right. Okay. This is the most exciting playoff race we've seen in years. Yeah, you know what this well, you know what this goes back to for me? Hmm. Um the the Rays Red Sox situation years ago hmm. when Evan Longoria hit the Red Sox ended up losing and then seconds later you have the the trop going crazy when they see the Red Sox lose, and then seconds later, Evan Longoria hits that walk-off homer right down the line, and all within that, like the chaos there. I, I just feel like I don't know if we're gonna get a moment like that yeah. this weekend. But we're going to get, we're going into this weekend with, I mean, like six teams that don't know their, their destiny at this point. Um, Yeah. You know, like I say six off the top of my head, I can think through this, but Rangers, Mariners, Astros all don't know what's going to happen. Marlins, um, Cubs, the Reds aren't out of it. And the D-backs right now. I mean, we have like, we have three or four games left for all of these teams and there's, Toronto? Yeah, Toronto still has to play they're the only, Rays. They're only a half a game ahead of Houston. In that two spot? Yeah. Oh my They only God. have a half a game lead. Eight. You're forgetting. Eight You're for, I think we're forgetting about the Blue Jays. I thought they the were like two games up. No, they're a half a game because they've lost two in a row. 
Oh, baby. We got yeah. eight teams that have no idea what's going to happen. And so, yes, this is the most exciting playoff race in years, Alex. I mean, I, I, I think last year we got like a series that came down to like if one the team Mets. swept it, if one team swept with well, the, Met, Mets, the, and the, the Braves. Mets Braves also, yeah. but I, the Mariners were involved with, in something and, and yeah, the Blue to, Jays to clinch. It the all very came end. down to that. Like if one team swept, they could get in. But this is like, there ain't no sweeping no, situation. This is like this the is entire like wild everybody's card. tied or yeah. like within a half game. The top game. of the wild card set with, with Tampa Bay and the Phillies. And then everything else is up for grabs this, these last four days. Yeah. So I'm going to say this is the most exciting playoff race. It's good. In years. Yeah. yeah. That's fun. You know what else is fun? What? Fan questions. All right. Let's, let's uh, get up for some fan questions. Oh no, I don't have my back. You're Okay. What am I going to do with my hands? I believe in you. All right. We got some fan questions today. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to finish, Alex, after this with a with, little Thursday update. Yeah. The happen. Thursday clinching playoff scenarios. Yes. But let's start with some fan questions. Okay. Our first one comes from Savannah. Her question is, which manager is on the biggest hot seat if their team doesn't make it to the World Series or win it all? Um. So... This question gets tricky because you could talk. Um, I, I, I'm going to exclude teams that have underperformed this year. So I'm going to yeah. exclude like the Aaron Boons of the world because Injuries. they're not they're not in the playoffs. Yeah. I'm going to just think of like playoff teams and how they do. And I would say, honestly, I think Dusty Baker yeah. to a degree. Uh, after A year after winning the World Series, now this year, there's just been a lot of question marks swirling. And but they also had a lot of injuries. Like, they didn't have a couple of their key players until the trade deadline. I mean, yeah, you talk about, you, you know, if you really look at the Astros season, Jose Altuve, Jordan Alvarez, mm-hmm. Lance McCullers, Luis Garcia, Jose Urquidy, yeah. Michael Brantley all year That's until recently, who was huge last night for them. Uh, yeah, the Astros have had to deal with a ton of injuries. But I just, look, I, I don't know. There's just been a lot of, like, a lot of speculation and concern over Dusty and the way he's handled the lineup. And yeah. I, I love Dusty. I just think if they miss the playoffs. If they miss the playoffs, then he'd be on the hot seat. Well, that was. Uh, no, it says if they miss, if the they doesn't, doesn't make, make it, it to the World Series or win it all. But that's where it gets kind of like if, if you lose in the ALCS, you're not going to get fired. No, I, I would say NLCS, making it to the postseason yeah. should be the. I'll say Dusty Baker seat. if they don't make it to the postseason. And if they lose in the wild card round, I wouldn't even, I, I wouldn't be super shocked um, okay. if something happens there. But of all the other managers, I just don't. I, you know, maybe maybe John Schneider with the Blue Jays. I think the Blue Jays. Ooh, have that's under- been a tough year too. I think they've underperformed the yeah. this year. Uh, I think they might get in. If they don't, I think he's probably. I could see John Schneider being out for sure. So good question. All right, let's move on to our next fan question. This one comes from David. With Francona retiring in Cleveland, who do you see taking over to lead a group, a good group of young ball players? Mm. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Th- this is a. One, the Terry Francona news kind of caught me by surprise a little bit. Um, sad to see him go. I think he was a perfect leader for that young team. Young teams, I think, sometimes need veteran leadership. I think, okay. some, I, think in a, I think a bit lately, we've gone, or no, we're getting back towards this a little bit. But I think we went through this phase of like, okay, this team's ready to win. I want to put the, a player manager there, somebody that's young, 
Yeah. My mind goes to Brad Ausmus with the Detroit Tigers. When that team was ready to win, you bring in Brad Ausmus and he was just over his skis. Yeah. That's a saying, right? Yep. Over his skis. Why is that a saying? Well, because you, you fall, fall and your skis your go over your head. Your head goes down. I think the skis go over. Yep. In over your Knew head. that. Over his skis, <laughs> he was. Uh, manager, Cleveland Guardians, Joe Madden. Ooh. Yeah. I, that confused. That was a really bad fire by the Angels letting him go. Joe Madden is an incredible, just like person and coach, and players love him. Yes, so. I yes, I like Joe Madden a lot. I think Same. sometimes he does. I think sometimes it's a little too much in one direction, but that's what makes him him. He's like yeah. this weird scientist kind of guy, it. you know. I love it. Uh, yeah, I think that'd be a fun fit. That is a fun fit. I totally forgot. Why? Why isn't he a manager somewhere? Okay, good, good answer. One more fan question. This one comes from Ian. If you could only have one pumpkin spice flavored food or drink, what would you pick? Pumpkin squares. I'm going to make you pumpkin squares. I'll bring it when we're like all here late for the playoffs, like watching. What are pumpkin squares? Oh, they are so good. That doesn't answer. What are they? So it's like, do you like lemon squares? Yeah. But like pumpkin. So, so it's, it's like, like a pumpkin pie almost. Kind of, but, like in a but with like form. a crumble on top and like a really yummy cookie crust on the bottom. It's delicious. I don't really like pumpkin stuff. I don't love pumpkin pie. I don't like pumpkin Pumpkins. <laughs> no, Spice lattes? Well, you don't drink coffee. You don't drink coffee. So that's, this is hard. Yeah, I don't really. I'm going to bring you pumpkin squares. We're going to try them, and you're going to tell me if you like them. Okay. They're really delicious. Now, before we wrap things up today, like even today, we can get some. Yes. Some, there's some scenarios where teams can clinch a playoff spot. So let's go through. First with the Orioles. Yes. Okay, if the Orioles can clinch the AL East and home field advantage through the ALCS with a win tonight. All they have to do is win. If the Orioles win tonight, they clinch the AL East and the number one seed. I, I'm i so happy oh, yeah. for the Orioles. As you know, I've been saying it for three quarters of the season. Yep. I want to end up in the birdbath yep. in, in Baltimore. Shirt. In this shirt, white, wet, <laughs> wet white t-shirt, out, me out in the stands. Uh, just imagine a world in which I'm out there rocking my flipping bat shirt. There's water going everywhere. It gets wet. I take the shirt off, waving it over my head. We need the Orioles in. Win tonight and they're in. <laughs> the image. The image. All right. On to our next scenario. Uh, Rangers clinch a playoff berth with a win tonight. Yeah, so touched on this a little bit uh, yeah. early when we were talking about them earlier. Rangers' situation is pretty easy, and we'll talk about it uh, in tomorrow's episode when we break down all the, what everybody needs throughout the weekend. Rangers win tonight. They're in. Against if they the win two against the Mariners, yeah. they win the division. So it's Oof. a four-game series. Yeah. Mariners, Rangers, it all comes down to this for three teams. Um, but tonight specifically, if the Rangers win, mm -hmm. they're in the playoffs. All right, moving on to the Diamondbacks. The D-Bats clinch a playoff berth with a win and a Cubs loss tonight. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> so the fighting pumped. Corbin Carrolls, baby. <laughs> so pumped. They get in tonight with a win and a Cubs loss, which, so there's a couple things that need to happen, but uh, Diamondbacks clearly in control of their own destiny at this point. Uh, a lot would need to go wrong for them to not get in, but they could get in as early as tonight. All right, and one more. Braves clinch home field advantage throughout the entire postseason with a win or an Orioles loss tonight? 
Yeah, this is also the Braves are almost the Braves almost have home field advantage locked up throughout the entirety of the playoffs. They already do in the National League. They are officially the number one seed in the National League. All of that happened all at once last night, right? Yep. Ronald Acuna goes 40-70. Seconds later, the walk-off hit. He dives into home. Everybody's going nuts. Braves secure the one seed. Well, tonight, if they win and the Orioles lose, they wrap up the home field advantage throughout the entirety of the playoffs, mm -hmm. including the World Series. And that's all that can happen tonight. tonight. Four different clinching yep. situations. So make sure you listen tomorrow. We'll have a full uh, full episode on what your favorite team needs to do to get into the playoffs. And if your favorite team's already eliminated, well, then pick a new favorite team for this playoff run because <laughs> it's going to be really exciting. And we're going to break down every scenario for every team to get in. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. But that does it for this Thursday show. Also, Alex, we need to come up with uh, a wager because the math has been done on our tale of the tapes throughout the season. I and know. And we ended in a tie. Tiny hands. For what, what, how, what, do you, what do we do? You're going to do part of the episode with, with the tiny hands, talking the tiny hands. And then I'll do part of the episode talking with the what? tiny hands. <laughs> Who, then who's well, won? Well, because it tied. We need a tiebreaker. We tied. Well, we're going to oh. race. We're going to race. What? Race what? I like it. Alex and I are going to race 60-yard dash to determine the winner of this week's You this have longer legs than me. Tape. Your legs go up to my like, belly button. You have a few <laughs> days to train. Uh, that does it for this Thursday episode of Living Bad. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. Episode... Bright and early tomorrow releases as it normally does, uh, 1 a.m. Pacific, 4 a.m. Eastern, and we'll update you on everything you need to know. But we have an exciting weekend yes, of we baseball do. coming up, the last weekend of the regular season. Thank you all for listening to this Thursday episode. Make sure you're subscribed or following wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever. You can also rate it five stars, which really helps. Leave a comment, which really helps. We're also on all social media, including YouTube, at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of the social media. But that does it for this Thursday episode. Until next time, my friends, peace.